Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. All right, that sounds good. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel. As always, joined by Marcus Parks. Today's guest is Kevin Barnett. Thank you for being here, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for having me. Kevin Barnett from True TV's Friends of the People. And uh, from your, you know, even, dare I say, bigger credit, the Roundtable of Gentlemen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that something? (laughs) So, obviously, we're going to be discussing the Charleston Massacre, the terrorist attack that occurred. It was terrible and awful. Somewhere, Rachel Dolezal is quickly taking herself, Tanner, off as fast as he possibly (laughs) can to turn back into a white woman um, because they... um, Black women were the uh, major recipients of the most recent shooting uh, in America, which seems to happen every <laughs> single damn week. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, it happens all the time. We did an episode of last podcast on the left on Columbine. And, uh, yeah. you know, I was talking to some people afterwards and we were like, you know, um, we released it obviously on Wednesday. The shooting ha- happened on Thursday night. And we were like, yeah, we wouldn't have released it had we, you know, foreseen such events, you know, or had, yeah. you know, had these events occurred before. But it's America. Yeah. It's cra- it's so it's been, like it's it's just you never know. It's just part of and it's people act like it's just like it's happening now and worse now than ever. But it's like I remember I looked up something like the worst uh shooting in history happened like in the eighteen hundreds or something, like at some elementary school. Yeah, it was a school, it was in the I think it was in the twenties. Uh, yeah, twenties yeah. or thirties. There was uh, over a hundred kids, I think. It was yeah, ridiculous. It was the well, big, still the biggest one of this day. That wasn't a shooting though. I believe they used didn't they use bombs and things like that? Yeah. There was well, actually a bomb attack. Mass killing. Yeah, yeah at the very least. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Dylan Roof, he got a gun legally uh, in South Carolina, even though South Carolina does have um, laws on the books, a law on the books regarding background checks for people with mental health problems and a criminal record. Even though he had a criminal record, there is a massive loophole in this law, Marcus, um, that you informed me about earlier today. And um, Kevin, I want to get your opinion. Dylan Roof, number one, should we ever sell guns to people with that style hair? <laughs> Every single Every Adam Lanza and James Holmes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Dylan Roof, it the you can tell. Yeah, it's like one of those things where if you have that haircut, like clearly you don't have shit figured out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your shit's not together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying that we need to have a get your shit together clause? Yeah, in no, gun exactly. line, The Brady Bill. If, yeah, <laughs> right. Getting a gun requires a decent haircut. I think first and foremost. I agree because the theory of getting a gun is for protection. You know, technically or you know theoretically from robbery or things like that. You look at Dylan Roof. No one's just like I want what that dude's got. <laughs> Everybody, he has nothing. It's yeah. pathetic. Um, so maybe, uh, may, maybe a hair chart might help uh, yeah, as yeah, far yeah, as yeah. when these people go in and try to purchase a gun. What do you? Who knows? That maybe if they got a new haircut, their life would turn around. And they wouldn't be so fucking angry. Well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you have that haircut, and you think the amount of shit he has to take every day for that haircut alone, <laughs> on top of everything else, is like that should tell you. <laughs> it's like right, right. So the interesting thing about this story, I mean, obviously there's so many interesting things. One of the uh, interesting uh, coincidences is he's being housed in a South Carolina jail right next to Kevin Slagler, who was the uh, police officer who killed. Um, I forget the name of the victim of the man that he killed. I can't remember um, either. But yeah. he's the officer who killed the unarmed black dude who was running away from him. So what the hell is happening in South Carolina, Kev? It's hot, man. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just hot down there. When it's hot, people... I mean, I, I think I've said this shit before. It's like, when it's hot, you know, it's... Uh, what is it? 50 Cent lyric was like, some, uh, in the hood, summertime's the killing season. It's yeah. hot out this bitch is a good enough reason. Or something. <laughs> it's just... A lot of wars start 
in the in the summertime because it's hot. So literally, people yeah are angrier and agitated. And it's hot. I didn't know he was in right next to him in the. Uh, they are in yeah. They're mm-hmm. in buddy cells, and I would assume yeah. they're they're change they're they're exchanging tales of <laughs> how many black people did you kill? One pussy shit. <laughs> I killed nine. This is uh, we were discussing before the show. A lot of feminists are coming out and discussing uh, from their perspective. There is this notion of um, white women being uh, used as um, motivation to uh, spread a narrative that w- black men are all rapists. It goes back to Birth of a Nation mm-hmm. and things like that. It's been sort of a tale throughout uh, throughout time. Emmett Till, that was the entire... Yeah. Uh, that was the right. whole inspiration behind uh, Emmett Till, was that mm-hmm. he supposedly... He just talked to a white woman. Yeah. Right, right. And, In Chicago, and he was brutally... I believe he was lynched. It was... Uh, you know, and burned. Yeah, not great stuff. Yeah. So, um, Kevin, from your perspective, uh, when... Uh, when when Dylan Roof stood up in this church after being there for an hour and was like, you rape our women and uh, you're trying to take over our country, um, do you feel as if this narrative persists today? Because I haven't really seen this uh, much in like, you know, it's not really discussed that often in mainstream uh, media, certainly not. It's, or there's, in- it's like that's an, there's an undercurrent, man. There's yeah. a lot of people that constantly have that feeling especially just like in the south it's just like people even people who wouldn't necessarily call themselves racist just have this whole yeah. stigma about like oh this chick oh she hooks up with black I, you would hear that shit all the time oh that, that chick she hooks up, she hooks up with I black I heard dudes. it and when I visited like, Texas last year yeah very alive and well constant and it's not even like and half the time the people who are saying it they don't like hate black people or they'll hang around but there's like they will look at a girl yeah. as less for hooking up with black dudes and there's this whole yeah you said the article with the the feminist chick saying oh the, the and and he said oh you're raping our white our women and everything here's everybody's raping white women everybody <laughs> rapes every type of woman it's just but there's this whole thing about black dudes and saying how black dudes are always horny and aggressive and they're raping all these chicks and it's just like right that's the whole it's it's just a narrative that's been going on for you know since this whole shit started Right. And I mean, if he did believe that uh, these were the people raping white women, I don't know if I've ever heard of an 87-year-old black churchgoer, uh, yeah. female specifically, raping a white woman. And what would that even look like? <laughs> I mean, that just seems like he killed all the wrong people if this yeah. really was his motivation. Again, tying it back to the haircut, the dude doesn't have his shit together. He's very misguided. He goes and he's like, you're raping our, our, our white women. Yeah. And he goes to a church where there's people praying and finding, these are the purest, nicest people. Yeah. Even listen to the fucking videos of his of his uh, of his uh, oh, and it's just uh, it's people. They're all forgiving him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there was something where it was like his his Facebook before it got deleted. The first comment was from dude like, "Listen, I know, you know, I under you went. He didn't say I understand, but like you've gone through all this, and we forgive you and find God and all that. Those are the last people right. you yeah. want to go after if you're trying to. What are you? Marcus? He actually said during his confession that he almost didn't do yeah. it because they were so nice to him. They were right. so nice that he almost walked out, which is crazy. Because then think about how often that probably happens. Yeah. It is very terrifying. That's why always be nice. Yeah. Uh, it goes back to uh, Steve Buscemi's character in Billy Madison. I literally was just thinking about that, too. <laughs> For those that don't know, Steve Buscemi, uh, Billy Madison was a, quite a dickhead when he was younger and in high school. And I'm loving that we're bringing Billy Madison into this conversation. <laughs> well, uh, it's funny. There's but, actually there's a running joke on Twitter or there's a, a running joke on the Internet. But the running joke that you see is black people being nice to the white kid in school so he doesn't kill them when the white kid shoots him up because that's right. a stereotype of white people. 
Yes. We are mass shooters. There's a great comedian, his name is Sim, and he tells a joke about there's one white kid in his child's class, and he, every time he sees the white kid, he puts him on his shoulders, and he's just like, you're the best. Do you want some ice cream? Do you want a muffin? For that exact reason, when he does decide to shoot up the school, he's going to save his son, yeah. because uh, he remembers that his father was very nice to him, which is a, uh, it's funny, again, because it is so true. The sense It's a white phenomenon, these mass shootings. It's uh, going back to our Columbine episodes that we just, for last podcast on the left, it's just so common um, these so-called lone gunmen, the vast majority are white. I can't yeah. think of one off the top of my head that isn't white. And it's well, on the, show. the DC... Uh, show, that's yeah. right. And the DC snipers. In Virginia yeah. Tech. Yeah. yeah, and the DC snipers. So that's two examples, and I think they're outliers for sure. Um, but uh, what did you think as far... Oh, going back, to Billy Madison, Steve Buscemi, he called and apologized <laughs> because he was mean to Steve Buscemi in high school. Steve Buscemi uh, chose to save his life when the uh, vice principal attempted to attack him at a uh, talent show, uh, a uh, sort of a Jeopardy-style game <laughs> show at the end of the movie Billy Madison. Nonetheless, so let's go to the, back to the arraignment. This judge, Marcus, can you find the name of the judge who did the arraignment? He knew the cameras were on. It was his time to shine. Mm. And what did you think about his comments in the beginning of the uh, arraignment? First of all, this judge had zero power. Uh, it was a bond hearing. You don't get, you're not allowed bond in murder charges in South Carolina. The only thing that he said, $1 million, which was straight out of, you know, uh, Dr. No from, uh, <laughs> from Austin Powers. Um, but he pretended he went on this very grandiose rant about how there are victims and then let's also remember the family yeah. of Dylan Roof because they're also somehow victims even though they're the ones who created this demon spawn and no doubt instilled a lot of these racist ideas what is it in South Carolina especially with this judge who, is, who had um, been on the record saying the n-word multiple times yep. he's a very racist dude as a black dude when you watch that I know Don Lemon was like almost in tears what the fuck is happening it's just one of those things where it's just like, first of all, it, just why? Why Even as, right. as racist as you could be, it's like, yeah, we know his family is probably not happy, but nine people died, and that's nine families. And this whole thing is about the nine families that died. Right. And I've looked it up, and he's like, but remember, <laughs> this guy's families are probably a little disappointed in their son. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was just absolutely insane and outlandish. His name is Skip Gosnell Jr. Oh, Skip Gosnell Jr. It sounds... Sounds like he should never not be able to. He should be forced to work with peanuts. <laughs> That's it. He should be forced to yeah. sweep up peanut shells and then deliver the peanuts the next morning. It's, it's one of those things where he's racist and an idiot. And you have to assume that most racists are also yeah. idiots, but he is particularly dumb. But uh, so when the families came and they faced Dylan, first of all, what are your thoughts about him not being in uh, the actual? Uh, courtroom. Of course, they did it via. They skyped him in, pretty much. Uh, yeah. So he was he was detained down the street in the jail. And a lot of people said it's very dangerous to transport criminals. This man is not a mastermind. He's 130 pounds soaking wet. He's just a little bitch. I'm sure they could have had him in the courtroom. What did you think about that? I mean, it was it was. Uh, I mean, I see reasons why they would do it, but at the same time, it's just like it, you don't need to. That's an overstep, you know. To me, it's like yeah, the guy is probably dangerous, and there's probably going to be people that might light up that courtroom potentially mm -hmm. so there's reason I could see why they would do it but oh I see yeah so you it's think both sides of it they're afraid of him and they're also afraid of you know the world is wanting this dude to fucking burn right and so there's people that would probably show up 
Yeah. You and know. of course they had the armed security guards behind him and they were they looked exactly like characters straight out of Resident Evil. They thought he was going to like start potting out and turn into some bizarre large lizard, lizard creature and take over the entire jail. Um but what did you think about when the churchgoers the the families, the daughters, the husbands um of the victims went and they all uh they all forgave him. In my it, mind I was just like don't you can't well that's the thing that, i mean and that's just like church culture right to a tease like everything is forgiveness and everybody like can change and all of that but at the same time it's like they're like yeah you know they would they would forgive him and be like you know you know god may god have mercy on you all that but then they would like you know preach at him and try to get him to you know convert to christianity and right. accept god and the thing is like that a hundred percent zero chance of working like you right. know i understand the church mentality of we forgive as horrible as what you do. You know, there's that whole, you know, forgiveness shit. But to then try to preach at this dude is not going to in the slightest change anything. I mean, I get why that's just what they do, but it's just like, right. it's crazy. to. It was like, you know, the dude killed nine people. Exactly. You know, and, and, and it's not even a week later and you're, and you're like, hey, you know, like, I forgive you, but hey, look, you know, come to church and stuff. Right. And it's just. And I'm not remotely coming close to, you know, uh, mocking or dissing or, you know, uh, saying anything negative towards the victims' families whatsoever. But I did feel as if it was like, don't I don't think you should be so resigned. To, there was I, I felt like there's a certain um, like resigned to the fate of being black in the South, um, and like this just happens here. Did you get that feeling at all? I mean, because I just felt like it was so. Why aren't you screaming at this man? Yeah. You know, like the whole, I don't, I don't, I, I just thought that was a really interesting um, experience because every single one of them to a T, I thought at least one of them was going to be like, you're a dickhead, burn in fucking hell, I hate you, everything. And every single um, victim, uh, you know, relative that spoke was just so unbelievably forgiving. But, but I that think, is, I think that's something that is uh, specific to Southern religion. Yeah, like it's not, it's not an evangelical. Like evangelicals, that's more of the rest. Like Southern Baptist stuff, it's this idea of it's all part of God's plan. Sure, yeah, it yeah. just it's a resignation. Just like you throw your hands up and just like, you know what, bad shit happens. Fuck it. I'm not. I mean, of course they yeah. don't say that, but it's just like, whatever. Uh, like I can't do anything about it. So it's a, um, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. yeah. But I also wonder, like, if in a way doing that, it's like that is probably what would make him personally feel the worst. That like all these people, after all the horrible shit that he did, are still like, "We forgive you" and all. Right, this. right, right. You know, I mean, yeah. But that's just how, like, all the churches I've been through. It's just like that's how they think. Is just they'll, of course, they're mad and everything, but they just take it. Yeah, they throw it back. That kind of like, yeah, the fuck it. Like, all right, this is out of our hands. We don't know why God would make this happen. Right. But, you know, we're not going to, we don't hate you for what you did. We just want you to see that you're wrong and right. you can change. The arrest, let's get to that because obviously there's been a lot of different um, different memes on Twitter because mm. that's how everybody communicates about these things. And I know you posted something very nice on Facebook. I'm extremely hesitant because I don't give enough um, weight and importance to Twitter and uh, and Facebook to talk about such serious things. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I Twitter is good for like... Um, a, a funny chode joke, you know. <laughs> if you're like my my yeah. or, or a taint, you know, taint jokes are very funny. I, I like rant. Someone on a rant about manta rays yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> saw that. Very aggressive. Yeah. What are your thoughts on manta rays? Quick side. I mean, I just woke up that morning. I wanted to see some, and I can't. I'm talking about the giant manta rays. <laughs> They're nowhere near here. It's not right. Yeah, you got to go all the way to fucking North Carolina at the at the most. 
That's the most north that they go to from the equator. So uh, it, it just sucks. It's not right. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, the uh, the memes on Twitter, they showed uh, the difference between Michael Brown when he was arrested and murdered because the officer sat on him. Uh, like I did when I was six years old, I sat on a bully. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he wasn't selling Lucy cigarettes. Um, he was doing something much worse. He was being mean to a girl I liked. There you go. Um, so I sat on him. And, How'd that uh, work out with the girl? Well, I got expelled. And I, <laughs> I never saw her again. So they, I think they're happily married right now. He's probably celebrating Father's Day somewhere with five disgusting kids and his beautiful wife. You know, um, but of course, when they they found the boy Dylan Roof, and uh, they put a they put a, a, a bulletproof a bulletproof vest on him again. Ironically, he's he's uh, in jail next to um, the officer who killed an unarmed black dude. Uh, but in this situation, they're like, well, better make sure nobody hurts Dylan. But we better put a we better put a bulletproof vest on him. Uh, yeah. And this is the murderer of nine people. What was your perception of that? Because again, I was just. Give him the Lee Harvey Oswald treatment. Mm. Just escort him out, bulletproof vest free. Well, they did do the same thing to uh, Lee Boy Malvo when he was arrested, like the, right. the DC yeah. sniper. He did. That. They did do yeah. the same thing to him. I think with the big people, yeah. that they're gonna it's, protect. Him. It's just process, man, because they have yeah. to go through all the legal shit. So it's like, I, for every one of those moves they make, it's like I can. There's, I can see a reason why they do it. It's pro- they have to bring the dude to trial. They have to go to justice. So it's like they can't just have. Because everybody wants to kill this dude. So right, right, right. They kind of have to. I get it, you know? Yeah, so that, that was... Because for me, that was a little bit alarming. Just the difference, you know, in uh, in how police, you know, treat um, white men versus black dudes. And it's definitely... Especially because we pretty much know for a fact that at that point, we knew for a fact that he'd killed nine people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, what are your thoughts as far as... Um, Let's go into gun control because the NRA, it's very interesting. They love guns for whites. They love <laughs> white people with guns. Black yep. people, not so much. Yeah. At one point, the Black Panther Party uh, petitioned, petitioned the NRA to um, help loosen some gun laws. I believe it was in the South. It was in Dallas. It was in Dallas. Yeah, the, okay. the Black Panthers went out and did the same trick that the white people do. Where right. they're like, I'm going to go to a Luby's and carry my gun with me. And- a Luby's? A Luby's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that's What's probably- a Luby's? Actually, Luby's is probably the wrong choice because a Luby's in Texas did get, was one of the sites of one of the big Biggest uh, spree killings of uh, American history oh, back okay. in the eighties. But is it a just, burger joint. Yeah, it's a cafeteria. It's a, Lubies. Yeah, Lubies. It's like a. It's also like a furs. <laughs> That's the worst name. You ever for heard a place of furs? Eat? Oh no. Uh, here's one you'll know. It's like a golden corral. Yes, of course. Yeah, so, but yeah, so it's either Lubies or Furs. Those are the, the two big <laughs> right. funders. So the Black Panther Party wanted to, yeah. uh, you know, they wanted to express their, their right open to carry. Yeah. The open and carry. They wanted to express their uh, Second Amendment rights. And the NRA was just, oh, absolutely not. We cannot allow that. Of course, now in this situation, the NRA is just like, well, the problem is Mr. Pinckney, the, um, the pastor and state senator who was murdered in 2011, he uh, voted against a bill that would have uh, gotten rid of all um all regulation on on mm-hmm. buying a gun in South Carolina it was a, it was a bill that would have allowed guns in churches mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so they literally had the audacity um to say that it was his fault because he signed his own death cotton was the guy's last name yeah. the guy the board member for the NRA cotton and uh they said that it was his fault because in 2011 he vetoed a bill or he went against a bill that would have allowed guns in churches what do you think is, about the double standard of the NRA when it comes to white gun ownership versus black gun ownership I mean, all this shit is just so, it's so stupid and insane. For one to say, for one, for them to say, all right, he signed his own death by uh, yeah. voting that way. It's like, 
All right, if they had the guns in the church, first of all, it's like, you don't, if you have guns in your spot, you don't know when someone's going to roll up in your shit with guns and the right. guns are put away in the place. You can't just yeah. have guns available everywhere because then it's just chaos because anybody can grab the guns any moment they feel like it and kill everybody. Right. So you have to have your guns put away if you have your guns and then anybody can walk in with their guns and then kill you but you had the guns but you just weren't fast enough to get to it. And so then they're going to be like, well, this black dude should have been sprinting more. <laughs> so he yeah, he had the gun but he didn't train enough, god damn it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing with uh, raping the why women? It's like that. Yeah. Is the sixty-seven-year-old granny going to be carrying around a forty-five in her purse? No. Well, the question is: Do we want to live in a society where that is something that ne- even needs to be thought about? Yeah. This is yeah. a church. I'm not a churchgoer. I don't really particularly, uh, uh, you know, prescribe, prescribe, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to any of the, you know, the religious tenets. But for these people, they just seemed as if they were. Uh, unbelievably loving, just trying to go through their lives, um, you know, and uh, at no point should you have to wake up in America and be like, I'm going to go to church today. Keys, wallet, got my cell phone. Forget, I forgot my fi- my fucking sidearm. God, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how am I supposed to go to church without them? I got to pull over. I got to turn around. I was halfway to church. I forgot my nine millimeter or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting. It's all insane, though, too, because it's like there's no like... I don't even, there's no right way to go about this. Like, we can't say that if we're going to outlaw gun ownership in its entirety, that, like, it's still going to be just as easy (laughs) to get guns. Like, you can get, Mm -hmm. half the time people are, uh, are, uh, that that these killings happen, these aren't guns people went and fucking got at Walmart or whatever gun stores. It's not going to be, whenever people want to get shit that's illegal and they want to commit these crimes, nothing, no law is going to stop them from getting the guns. And I, because there's already so many guns in the country, 300 you million guns, you're not going to get all those guns back. We're still going right. to have guns just around and it's going to be just as easy for someone who wants a gun yeah. to get a gun. I mean, it is almost impossible to get guns from a population. Yeah. That's a very yeah. difficult thing to get from a society. It's an extremely offensive weapon. Yeah. And uh, it's difficult to pull from somebody's hands unless they're cold and dead and this gun that he used to use a 45 caliber glock a very common gun very easy gun to get because usually in these spree killings uh the thing that people always point out is that like adam lonza used like an ar-15 right right the columbine kids use sawed off shotguns and tech nines these assault weapons essentially and a glock 45 is a very common self-defense weapon right yeah um i want to talk about this In in the year 2000 uh they did a poll and uh, for some reason, as a country, we're getting more and more terrified of each other. And we're living in more different... Uh, we, we live in um, very um, political... Uh, our, our political affiliations are being broken down by district and where we live. You know, people who are Republican live in a certain area. People who are Democrat live in a certain area. And there's very little intermingling, more so than ever before. In 2000, 28% of Democrats and 41% of Republicans uh, thought that having a gun in the home made, uh, made your house safer. In 2014... That number rose to 41% for Democrats and 81% for Republicans. And, uh, and uh, in 2008, you saw a massive spike, of course, because Barack Obama uh, became president and everyone was terrified. What do you think as far as the Obama presidency and um, his, you know, the fact that he is a black president, um, where, where, why do you think the country has become so much more determined to have guns and, uh, and they think it's the right idea? Shit's just gotten, and, and it's in a weird way, it's just like having this first black president has made things become so contentious and so angry. And I feel like all Why do you this think shit, that is? Because people, 
that was white people shit before. <laughs> right. <laughs> Running the country was white people and shit. And of course he did and mention, now, you, you're taking over our country. Yeah, I mean, this yeah, is a yeah. reference to that. That was, it was white people shit before, was the, running the country. Now it's like, now it's like, you know, there's this black president and all of a sudden everyone's like, wait a minute, what the, how did that happen? And we're yeah. like, that was our shit. We gotta right. go get our shit back. Yeah. And that's right. exactly what, what it is. Well, I think it's also, it's a superiority thing is that suddenly white people didn't have the ultimate superiority. Suddenly the most powerful person on earth was a black guy. So all of a sudden that also told you that anybody could be president like truly for the first time anybody could be president whereas oh, yeah. before it was like okay well you know president's a white guy i'd yeah. say at least like there's that so i can still feel superior over all these black people but suddenly the it was a very literally there's a very literal um symbol that they are on the same level as you and yeah, that yeah. just causes people to freak the fuck out and it's just that same fear that's been there from the beginning i think there's like that old uh that old old saying I don't even know where it's from but there's an old there was that old saying where they say you give a, a nigger an inch he'll take an L or whatever and that's what mm-hmm. as in an old racist thing mm-hmm. and it's just kind of a thing of like you can see the fear in all these people where it's like oh we've gave them these rights we've gave we're trying to make all this stuff equal right. oh we're starting to like make things easier for like to for them to have more opportunities or doing all this stuff now oh shit now they're way up here we kind of overcompensated <laughs> right 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 <laughs> and right. it's like we gotta do something about too far this. too far too far yeah. pull back pull it back yeah yeah, yeah. Right. And that does play into, first of all, blanket or very broad question. Do you think America is a racist country? Oh, yeah. And um, do you when have you you've traveled uh, all around and things all around the country now, especially yeah, doing stand up yeah, yeah. and stuff like that? You were just in Phoenix recently. Apparently, there's a lot of swingers. Yeah, yeah, which interesting, I did not know interesting about. city. Yes, yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> um, what are some of the um, experiences that you have that lead you to believe that America on its face is racist because it's so, you know, the Fox News is of the world and a lot of conservative publications really want to make this more of a Christian thing. Especially they want to Fox, they want to yeah. make it a mental health thing and I think that, you know, obviously the mental health issue is a real issue, but they want to avoid the gun conversation and they want to avoid the fact that there are these deep-seated, you know, uh racist roots like we were talking about with black dudes and white women. Like a a, a white man might have black friends. For example, Dylan Roof actually had a black friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what was his name? Chris uh, Croston Spurvy, something like that. Um, and uh, so there isn't. So it isn't so transparent now. You know, I mean, obviously Dylan was a little bit more transparent because he was wearing the racist, you know, jackets and mm-hmm. things like that yeah, with the Rhodesia mm-hmm. flag. Kristen Scriven. Kristen Scriven. He was a yeah. They were they were drinking buddies. Um, so how do you what? How do you even address this issue? It's it's tough, man, because I, I think even as kind of like what I was saying before, like there's people who will not even identify as racist, but then there's shit that's just it's just ingrained into people from everything that they've that they've like seen or had happen in their life, and it's kind of a thing where it's sort of racism is never gonna fully end because it's sort of a thing that's primal where it's just like this is my tribe. Right. These are my people. I remember seeing a study where like these kids and they had these kids in elementary school wear green for the whole year, and these other kids wore blue, and these other kids wore purple. Right. And at the end of the year, they asked them, "What do you think about the kids?" They'd ask the kids in the green, "What do you think about the kids in the purple?" Kids in the purple are they suck. <laughs> they're they're dumber than us. Right. They're slower than us. They're not as strong. All those things, and it's just because these kids were wearing a different color than them right. the whole time. And it's sort of a thing. It's like you you. You have, like, your, your people and you grow up and then it's like all of a sudden it's like you're always going to be sort of pitted against each other in a way just because that's 
that's nature. Yeah. You know, right. And people of. are trained to look for patterns. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's just the way it goes. And that, there's a great article in The Economist about how this isn't going to lead to any um, more gun laws. If anything, this is going to lead to less gun laws. And that's exactly what they were talking about, how a tribal society, and we've gotten more and more tribal over the times. Let's go, uh, we, we joked about Rachel Dolezal a little bit in the beginning of the show, but you have somebody like her. Um, what was your take on the fact that being black now in America, you're definitely, I mean, okay, so this this narrative of like cool and like funny and talented, athletic, white guy, and a lot of white men find that to be extremely intimidating, things like that. What is your, what do you, what did you feel about her coming out identifying as black? Do you think that was a, a step in the right direction in some bizarre way? Or, well, it's, it's, it's just like, it's a very confusing. Clearly, the woman is crazy. There's a, there's a lot of other right. shit that's going on with her. But at the same time, she was really good at what she did. And she was a champion for a lot of black rights. She got a lot of things done. Right. And I've always kind of had this mentality of if you're going to be, you see it with comedians and, and musicians and all that. Everybody that becomes very successful at it, very good at it, it's because they do something differently. And to do something differently, you're kind of outside of the box. And outside of the box is crazy in a way. Mm-hmm. So this woman is clearly nuts. Right. But it's a weird thing of, you know, black people get very defensive of, like, appropriation and all that shit. Yes. You know, there's a Miley Cyrus took twerking, and everyone's like, oh, she's the queen of twerking, but that's just been going on since, you know, forever. Like, you right. know, that's, that's always been happening. And there's and, always some, like, you know, white rapper wins an award, and there's all this shit. So it's kind of right. like you're taking all these things from us, but at the same time— for if you're saying like if people really want racism to end and what everyone's always talking about is like if the world just becomes this one big like everyone's kind of the same beige and there's all this mixing so it's a weird thing if she's sort of doing that in a very fucked up way and she's like ah I can you know what I identify as black I got these black siblings whatever I'm right. gonna do my hair like this and I'll just tell people I'm black it's fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time it's just a thing where it's like she She's not like her heart's in the her right heart's place. In the right place. Yeah. Well, she but did. She did uh, sue Howard University because uh, they said that that she, was that was crazy. Yeah, See that, was. and that's because that was like I, I can't. We're not saying she's perfect, then. Yeah, well, yeah. she claimed that uh, they were being racist against her because of her whiteness. No, she's done so many fucked up things, and you look at all the other, like you know, she's trying to pull all these domestic things against her ex husband and saying he, he forced her to do a sex tape and all these things. Right, like, right, right. She's just literally. Uh, she's um. She's she's what what the word would you call a, a liar? Uh, pathological liar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so she's right. like the, the woman is crazy. She's a pathological liar, but she's done so many good things. But at the same time, this whole thing is fucked up. And you see, like the Howard University, oh, you're discriminating me, discriminating against me because I'm white. And then she goes and does all this shit and calls herself black. Right. It's. And then also she does claim that a black man pretty much raped her on camera, mm-hmm. even yeah, though yeah, the yeah. Uh, the sex tape doesn't show that doesn't seem like she wasn't enjoying it, according to all, um, uh, you know, all the uh, insights from the people who saw it. But now you have that situation that occurred all in the same week of actual blackness being murdered. Yeah. You know, real black women getting yeah, murdered. Yeah. So you have this woman pretending to be black, wanting to identify, and she doesn't have to deal with any of the actual problems that face uh, black America. 
such as a random 21-year-old lunatic kid shooting you up when you go to church. Yeah. So I think that that was also kind of one of the areas that people got extremely upset about. Yeah, it's just it's, like it's, at the same time you can always just not tan for a week and now you're a white woman again. Yeah, it's it's some it's it's a weird like <laughs> because it's like it's one of those things where it's like yeah, they they take so many things in the culture and also now you can just you can just be a black yeah. person, but you can't just like I can't just get up and be like, you know, I'm going to be white today. No, cuz it would look ridiculous it the makeup. It'd look crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. I she so much of what she did career wise was great, and yeah. uh, and she and she works hard to help black people. And then it's like, yeah, you know, do your hair like that and wear the clothes and listen to the music. But why do you have to? But that, it's such a weird thing because she didn't do too much. Like, there's regular white chicks that spray tan and all that. But right. it's just telling all these. The woman's a pathological liar. She's right, nuts. right, right, right. It's just telling all these people, I'm black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, parents, don't ever come see me. Y'all need to yeah. stay the fuck over wherever you're at. Um, yeah. These ch- these kids, my brothers and sisters, one of them is my son. Whatever she's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. But, uh, but it's just yeah, it's just well, confusing. I, I want to get your thoughts on the Confederate flag debate uh, in South Carolina. But just just really quickly, I wanted to ask you: Do you think transracial? Do you think being transracial is a real thing on par with transgendered? No, because and I think that term. Um, I didn't read too much about it, but I know that that term existed way before her, and it's just more for like people that are like mixed and they live in a family where it's like. Their their environment is all all uh, one thing, and they're being called the other thing, and mm. they don't know. So that that's kind of right, like right. that existed way before her. Okay. So applying that term to her, I don't really think is totally fair. Okay. But no, you can't just <laughs> in a simple way, in the way that she's defining it. No, you can't just be like, no, I feel black, and I've identified with black, right. so I'm black. <laughs> No, it's not how it fucking works in the slightest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go. Let's talk about the Confederate flag debate, because obviously uh, it rains high over the state capital in South Carolina. The uh, the U.S. flag was at half mast. The state flag was at half mast. The old Confederate stars and bars stayed fully, fully erect, uh, waving as high as it possibly could in the sky in the uh, in the wake of the tra- uh, the Charleston uh, shooting. Um, what is your thought on on that? The uh, the head of the NAACP, the local chapter there, gave a great speech, and uh, he did discuss taking it down. Um, what do you think, as a person who uh, you know grew up in Florida? I mean, I'm sure you saw the Confederate flag on a regular basis. Um, what do you what do you feel when you see that image? It's you know you constantly whenever you see it you do feel oh the person is racist yeah but I've heard a lot of times in the South people have explained away it's like it stands for a lot more than that and it's this whole other shit which is true what are some but other it's things also, that it stands for that they explain to you I'm I'm trying to I'm trying states to, rights is a, a yeah, big states one rights that they, the, that they pull yeah but the up main and, uh, right that heritage. the state wanted the main right that the yeah. state wanted was slavery yeah it's not a good argument oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> okay I'm just I'm just wondering because aesthetically I think the flag is beautiful it's yeah I mean it's flag. pretty much Badass just the, it's yeah, pretty yeah. much just the Jamaican flag but with stars that's oh. <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> well no it's one of those things where it's just like the main it stands for a lot of other things yeah. right. but the main thing that it's known for is a time where you could own black people right and so when you you you, you wave that around it's, it feels like that's what you're saying that's the first thing people say so it's like i'm fine if you're driving around with that shit on your car and you're not necessarily like a person but i still even knowing all that shit that i knew every time i'd see it i'm like oh that i shouldn't 
I should not speak to these people yeah. right, because right, right. they probably hate me. So it just at the very least makes you very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. 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 So at, at the very simplest way to look at it, it's like you know, like the Nazi flag stands for a lot more than just all sure. the people they killed, and you know, Hitler was dope at speaking and yeah. <laughs> really turned a dying economy around, and you know, <laughs> he did a lot of great things. But I can't even fucking if I was in Germany, yeah. I couldn't play Return to Castle Wolfenstein. <laughs> right, so right, right, you right. could, but not in the way that it was intended. Yeah. Well, they, I'm, I, I've seen disclaimers on it where it's like, this game is illegal in Germany. And you oh, will really? Be, yeah, it was yeah. woof. So it's like, right. you can't, you know, I, you just, it, it should definitely not be hanging on state grounds. You know? I agree. Yeah. It's, people can do what they want, but they, it, it definitely should be coming down. Yeah. What is that? I mean, you know, Marcus, you, you know, oh, I guess both of you guys are from the South. Um, and in the Midwest, I mean, some people had the Confederate flag, but they're just so dumpy and stupid. It just well, meant that they like donuts yeah. and, you know, there's just ridiculously fat people. To be fair, I mean, I am from Texas, which yeah. is West Texas, which is different from the South. It's okay. uh, the so- the southwestern United States. I think does have a different mentality as far as uh, the Civil War goes, mm. uh, and I think Texas in, in particular. Like I think Alabama and Georgia and those deep South states, they definitely have a, a stronger connection to the Confederate flag. Because I didn't really see many Confederate fa- flags growing up. Right. I saw a shit ton of Texas flags. Sure, mm. sure. But even so, yeah, yeah like you know, I, I would see a bunch of it, but it's kind of like a. It's just one of those things where it's sort of like being the old dude at the club. Right. <laughs> it's just like, let it go, man. Like, you, <laughs> you lost. That's a long time ago. Your day is gone. <laughs> like, right. Just, you know, you, you just, you, you flying the shit out around all proudly, but it's over. It's been right. over for a long time. So. I mean- and they lost the war, right? I mean, that would be the equivalency of us, you know, keeping the British flag in Washington D.C. after yeah. we, you know, left and uh, and and beat them or whatever it might be. I mean, they're also traitors. It's a traitor's flag, right. and it's yeah. weird to have a traitor's flag above a government building, right? It's yeah. really right, right, right. strange. Like it's like yeah. if it's like if uh, Britain had an American flag. Yeah, that that right. analogy works better. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very it's very strange to keep that going, but it also does speak to uh, that area of the country's unwillingness to let that go. Yeah. Uh, and they say it's like, yeah, it was fighting for like the Southern way of life, the Southern call, well, the Southern way of life was slavery, very much based yeah. in yeah. slavery. I mean, and you're, uh, Kev, you're a super moderate person. I think all of our friends are like super moderate and smart and kind of critical thinking uh, people. Me, probably the less critical thinking out of all of us. But um, as far as, are we being too lenient with these, uh, with, with racist philosophies? It took us forever and when I say forever, I'm saying in the social media world, for to even consider calling Dylan Roof a terrorist. Mm-hmm. By mm-hmm. definition, he's a terrorist. He loved yeah. the Confederate flag. He, there's pictures of him burning the U.S. flag. Why do you think it's so... Um, why do you think white people get such a pass when it comes... You know, there was Clive and Bundy mm-hmm. out there in Texas who literally was just like, come get our guns, government. And the ATF was just like... Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna go away. It's okay. Dude, we tried doing that once. It didn't work. Didn't out work. Well. We're fine. We're just gonna go. Why do you? Where do you? Why, why do you think the U.S. is so hesitant to brand white terrorism what it is? You know, especially when it comes to these groups, these hate groups. Sixty-six percent of the hate groups are against blacks. There's twenty-two percent of the hate groups in this country against whites, and then other um, minorities and groups uh, in our scattered kind of uh, throughout the chart. But why, why do, do well, you feel like I, white people just get a pass? And I don't know. I don't think it's a pass as much as, like, if you look at this case in particular, it's sort of a thing where it's just like, 
they're like, well, no, 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 we're we not like that no more. We're not like that anymore. <laughs> we right. don't do that shit. And then something happens. They're like, no, nah, but, you know, he's probably just, you know, the church and whatever. You know, he, they, you don't want to, it's going it, to bring who, about so much fear. When, who in so, your mind is at fault for that the most? The people who deny racism. You know, like who, where do you see, because there's a lot of liberal white people who just refuse to acknowledge uh, any sort of racism or they refuse to, um, uh, you know, really address these issues. There's a lot of conservatives who acknowledge it, but then they also try to pass the buck on to for different. They say it's for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is as blatant as it gets a racist attack because he yeah. just told everyone why he killed them. Yeah, and yeah. it had a whole website outlining exactly why he was doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And- but still, as a country, some people aren't convinced that it was a racist attack. Well, because it's you know, it's just people are trying. They're being ignorant. Because they're like, you know, everyone for the longest has been like, we've moved forward. Look how far we've right. come. We've got a black president. We've done all those things. It's not a problem anymore. And then here's a dude who's coming up like, no, it's a it's a problem. It's definitely right. a problem. And it's probably just as bad as it's always been. The energy has just shifted. Yeah. You know? I, I think it's conservatives more than anyone that are trying to say that there's not racism anymore. Right. I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that are like, and I think it's this idea that like, you know, okay, that's as far as we'll let it go. Like you were yeah. saying earlier, like with the pre- you know, with the president being black, they're like, oh shit, we went a little bit too far. Yeah. Like the, I think the Republicans are like, okay, we found a spot, or not just Republicans, but just conservatives in general. Like we found a spot where we're still kind of comfortable, and if we keep saying over and over again that there's not any racism, that everything is fine, then maybe it won't go in any further than this. Right. Yeah. There seems to be more racial. There seems to be more racial tension in this country than than ever before uh, that I can remember. Obviously, I'm born in, in 1981. our lifetime. In our yeah. lifetime, obviously not than ever before, but certainly in our lifetime. What has been? Um, do you think that the black communities, especially you know, obviously everywhere, there's you know Ferguson and every so many different places. Um, do you feel like they've been they've been disappointed? Disappointed as in, like, in in the uh, in the leadership of Obama. Do you feel like there there was an actual real moment? Every single person votes for a presidential candidate at one point in their life, and they firmly believe that person is telling the truth, and then they get let down. Yeah. Um, I've, I was talking to my Oma in Uruguay, my grandmother in Uruguay. She voted for a person, and. Uh, <laughs> Your German grandmother <laughs> would that possibly free be for uh, the well, election of chancellor? Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> she, she voted for a certain candidate, and uh, and things didn't go exactly how she was told that they were going to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever since then, she's been quite jaded towards politics and doesn't particularly like politicians. Boy, if there's one man that's going to make you jaded about politics, yeah, that'll do it. Adolf himself. <laughs> Do you feel like there's a little bit of a disappointment with all these racial tensions going on in the country? The fact that nothing's solved, everything seems worse. But that's the the issue there is, is like, what could he have really done? Like, what can you really right. do to change this? It's just literally all like a, a, a mindset and, and a, a ideology that's just grown from the entire history of this country and then what it's become. And now that we have the black president, in a way, it almost made it worse because these people are Not getting in a so way, angry. Yeah, yeah. Did. So it's like these people are getting so angry that this is that it's like what we've lost his old shit. We've we're losing this country. You so know? the white people and, feel like they're losing the country and the black people feel like they should be treated with more respect now because they have a black president, but they're not seeing the change that they wanted to see on the ground and then white people are just uh, acting out 
Yeah. Um, because they're it, it just it just sucks, and that's what that's what this country is going to be like. We all thought like, oh, this is going to change a lot. This is going to this is going to you know this is progress and whatever, and it did right. change a lot, but in a in a in a bad way. It's kind of like people just like are all of a sudden now angrier than ever, and they're finding every excuse to uh, rip the dude apart, and then now racial tensions are just getting crazy because it's just all these people like, oh shit, we got to get our shit back, you yeah. know. Back in 2008, you know, all of those people were writing those articles like, is America ready for a black president? The answer was absolutely not. No, not no at all. America yeah. was huh. not ready for a black president. You don't it's think so clear. Like we weren't. <laughs> look, at, look at what's happening. Yeah. We weren't yeah. at all. No. And the dude is half black. Imagine if, <laughs> you know, imagine if he was like an yeah. actually fully black person. Yeah, people yeah, just yeah. have gone straight past the fact that he's not even fully black. And right, they're in it. Right. So like, we're losing our, our country. We got to take this back and... It, you know, shit is tense, man. Yeah, more tense now than ever before. It definitely feels that way. Um, but of course, he did run as the first black president, and certainly, you know, trumpeted that. Um, he looked like change. He spoke like change, and uh, and it it played into a perfect narrative. Yeah. Um, but yes, yet still, we seem to have more and more unrest, protests, and crazy pockets of white people. Um, the term lone wolf, we'll close it here with this, but I want to talk about this briefly because everyone says lone wolf. And every time I think of lone wolf, I always think there's a funny biker gang that are called the lone wolf. And there's like 50 of them. <laughs> yeah, and like, you have so many. Side, yeah, yeah, lone wolves. You have so yeah. many friends. Like, you are so not alone. Just like look around and hug your body and thank him for being there. There's nothing alone about you. We have somebody like Dylan Roof. When when he does it, it's a lone wolf. We have the situation in Boston with the Boston bombing, Sharnov and his older brother, uh, the Sharnov brothers. Um, and they're not lone wolves uh, or, you know, just acting as a as a family. The shoe bomber. We can go on and on about terrorists. There's just another fellow that was um, arrested. Mr. Soleil was his last name. And he was arrested uh, this week for thinking, for trying to learn about how to make a, uh, a, a pressure cooker bomb. And he they tie them to terrorism immediately. They're tied to ISIS. They're tied to huge groups and uh, these almost mythical um, and huge, like, how are we going to defeat the monster? There, you know, even though there's ISIS is relatively small, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll certainly be able to murder every single one of them as soon as we have the political will to do so. But when Dylan does it, he's a lone wolf. They don't tie it to a culture of racism. They don't tie it to a culture of that that allows his philosophies to go on unchecked. You know, we were talking about before the show. He would have friends over, uh, one black friend at least we know that we know of, and other friends, and he would talk about a race war after they had. A, a couple of different uh, sips of vodka and some beers and uh, his friends would hide his gun or do whatever but it was just kind of allowed to go on and he now he's called a lone wolf as opposed to what it is like we're saying terrorism mm-hmm. why is it so difficult for america to recognize that these are very orchestrated organized groups that are against uh, a specific pocket of the society well that i think that's what the problem is with like him doing what he did and them calling it lone wolf is like there are you know there's a KKK and there's all these white supremacist groups right. or whatever but there's nothing where like nowadays where the KKK is like we're gonna he wasn't like the KKK didn't send him out to go kill these people right and and the white supremacist group didn't do that and then, so there's no thing where it's like this organization is now sending people out to uh, kill on on black people. There's, they're not sending them out to go to the church and, and shoot all these people. So it's hard to we can't like pinpoint and say like this is the enemy. This is what the problem is because it's just like people have these ideas and they have ideologies and they'll talk about it, right. but they're just complaining. 
And then yeah, there's right. a guy who goes out and he has the same mindset they have, and he's doing what they all want to do, but they didn't tell him to go do it. Yeah, and right, so, right, he, right, right. in fact, in his uh, manifesto, if you want to call it that, yeah. he uh, criticized these certain groups, like certain neo-Nazis. He's like, there's no KKK here to do this. There's no neo-Nazi group. He criticized a group out in Oregon, uh, a neo-Nazi group that there's are- There's a neo-Nazi group in Oregon? Oh, neo-Nazis are huge Yes, in we Oregon. don't like it's, blacks, we don't like Asians, and we would like- um, to achieve an all-white nation. No, I'm gluten-free. No. Oh, I will Oregon. never have a muffin with gluten in it. Absolutely not. We're an Oregon KKK. We're evolved. People don't know how fucked up Oregon and huh. uh, Washington, the countryside, is extremely white, extremely racist. In Oregon, they've actually, they're building a little community uh, that is a whites-only community, a neo-Nazi community. And this guy oh, went against God. all of that. Oh. But I think one of the things that... Um, like, you, you got to ask yourself, and this is the real slippery slope, and this is a real uncomfortable fucking question here. I guarantee you he had a Stormfront account. I guarantee you he was oh, on sure. he was on 4chan. He was on mm. the racist Reddit boards. Like, this guy ha- was talking to people out there on the internet. He was in that internet. And I've spent time there for my uh, fucking last podcast research and just in general because I'm interested yeah. in that shit. It is fucking brain poison. It's right. crazy. Like, yeah, reading, seen, yeah. like, reading that shit, reading Stormfront, reading... Uh, the hell, 4chan shit like that. It is fucking poison yeah, for your brain. Right. And those guys go in there, and if they have even the slightest inkling, that one little thing that can get hooked in, that shit gets hooked in, right. and that starts going, and they start talking. These, uh, you know, and a right. lot of these places are completely anonymous, so they can talk about it. But, right. but what are you going to do? You can't do anything. If yeah. we want to live in the country that we live in, yeah. You can't, well, you can't, you can't you, stop them from talking about it and having those ideas. They can yeah. talk if they're right. not out there actively saying we're going to get together and we're going to go blow up this place and shoot up this place. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, censorship so, is right. absolutely not the answer. So what is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a great documentary that touches on what we're discussing called Thought Crimes, the Cannibal Cop story. Um, and again, just to clarify, this uh, this ISIS dude who was just arrested, just to show how d- different they treat people. He was a 21-year-old New Jersey dude. Obviously, Roof was 21 as well. He didn't commit any violence whatsoever. His name was Samuel Rahim Topaz. He's from Fort Lee. He's being held without bail. And um, he's, again, arrested for trying to learn about how to make a pressure cooker mm-hmm. you know and uh, but pressure he, cooker bomb a pressure cooker or yeah you know the, the oh, yeah, pressure pot. cooker bomb yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um i thought you just meant like a pressure cooker in general it's like well fuck, yeah. maybe you wanted to open a restaurant exactly he's trying to get into the ac business <laughs> so he has to know all about different wirings and things like that but that's how we that's how we approach people who are accused of terrorism mm-hmm. but obviously dylan at no point was he on a terrorist watch list at no oh, yeah. point was he thought of in that same capacity and this is a man who actually committed a crime yeah. Uh, and murdered nine people. This is a person who thought about making a bomb that might potentially hurt people, and he's in prison and probably you know looking at uh, serious, serious time. Jesus, man! If you put everyone on the watch list who uh, went online and typed the N word a few times, it's a big yeah. fucking list, man. It's probably impossible. Get, like, yes, that, it no would be imp- right. it would be impossible to approach it from from this yeah. angle. Like that's. Right. Like, there's too many people. You know, it's like everyone's saying, it's like a lot of the people are just complaining. Yeah, they're just complaining. Well, he also yeah. has a name. Dylan Roof is not the name that the FBI is going to have, like, red flares about. They're yeah. not going to get the red alert that Dylan Roof is uh, a person who is saying racist, terrible things, discussing burning the U.S. flag on his uh, social media sites and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, that, that, and that's just the problem is, like, there is, <laughs> there really is no clear answer. 
We right. can't like stop people from like talking to each other and just hating. You know, yeah. I hate people sometimes. Sometimes I want to go like, hey, this I like this dude over here. I don't like how he dresses and his glasses. He looks fucking stupid. <laughs> I want to get together with five other people and talk about how I fucking hate that guy. Right. I'm never gonna do anything. Right. But like, you know, I, I, no. there's literally people where I like, I just like to talk about how I hate that person with other people. Yeah. And then this is happening on the internet with these people who hate a whole race and. If they're not doing anything, we can't do anything about it. So it's like there's right. no, but that at, at the same time that being it, that it's fostering, uh, uh, it's fostering these ideas that lead to shit like this, you know. And yeah. and sometimes those forums and these people they talk on the forums is a catalyst for all that shit. But you can't. What can you do? <laughs> you, what and, can you do? And to be fair, again, you know, Marcus and I were just looking at a blog called uh, "What White People Happy When White People Die." It's like literally yeah. called like dot. It's uh, called happy, fuck, fuckdeadcrackers.tumblr.com. <laughs> right. So yeah. there, you know, hate is all over the internet. So I see what you're saying, and I agree. It's such a difficult issue. Um, and 300 million guns in this country. At no point in time are we going to get any less than that, um, unless people have a change of heart and they don't. Uh, use them to shoot up random people who don't deserve to die. Yeah, um, and, and especially just so long as Fox News takes it. Just Fox, it's just one quick thing that I definitely want to cover. Yeah, uh, on this episode is how Fox News is covering this, uh, their angle that so they're going confused. through. It, is that no? What they're doing is that they're doing exactly what they should be doing. People are asking, like, you know, why are they saying? Because Fox News, their whole thing is, is this an attack against Christians? Right. Like one of them actually says, yeah. like, I can't believe they're calling this a hate crime because this is obviously against Christians. And it's not necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily that they don't want to talk about race because where Fox News gets their bread and butter, where they get their bread and butter is right. scaring old white ladies like my grandmother, who is terrified all of the time right. because all she does is watch Fox News. And how are you going to terrify my grandmother and keep her watching more Fox News by telling her that people are coming to kill her specifically? It's right. the whole right. death panels thing. It's like they keep yeah. telling old people there are people coming to kill you right. or right. to hurt you or to rob you rape or to take you. every yeah. rape yeah. you take everything away right. and it is i mean that right there is showing you like how like how it's all about i'm going to do a new show and it's going to be really popular and it's going to be all aimed towards white elderly women and i'm going to say no one's trying to rape your old ass <laughs> you're totally fine i promise you you're the, you are totally fine there are a publicly. few outliers but <laughs> you don't really have to <laughs> you don't have to worry you look terrible um no that's insensitive but uh anyway all right that's the whole show here thank you so much for being here kevin find yeah, kevin thanks, at, uh, on twitter at fat boy barnett that's at marcus park marcus is at marcus parks on twitter i'm at ben kissel um and check out friends of the people when is it airing kevin? uh july 16th 10 30 and it'll be every Thursday. Is that Thursday? I think it's every Thursday at 1030. That's great. That's and it. check out a sketch I'm in. It's a California Raisin sketch. And I play a background person. <laughs> it's very exciting. I love it. But thank you for the lunch. Oh, I ate so much food. Oh, it was good as lunch. <laughs> Quick side note here, just to talk about our lives for a second. First of all, thanks so much for listening. We love all of you here that, uh, on CCR. Kevin had uh, Holden McNeely, Ed Larson, and myself come in to do a uh, fun little rock and roll. We played a rock and roll band in the California Racing Sketch. And uh, Holden McNeely, we know him as Lumpy Holden. Uh, as soon as he entered the uh, the SAG studios, there, you know the the studio or the, whatever the, the the shoot space, he had so much food. <laughs> oh my god I mean how much do you think he ate he didn't even say hello to anybody just pounds and pounds of food <laughs> were there hamburgers there cause that's his favorite <laughs>
<laughs> you heard about that, right? That his doctor told him specifically to stop eating so many hamburgers. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's, like when the doctor has to mention it, that's like so bad. <laughs> Not just like you got too much cholesterol, you're too much. It's like, how many hamburgers do you eat? Oh my god. And even, even from the moment he showed up there, he's like, they better not fucking make me eat lunch last again, man. <laughs> it's like, we have so much food. It's that we th- they throw away so much. You're yeah. still going to get the food. And he's like, if they make me fucking wait and eat, if I got to wait that extra 10 minutes oh to eat God. fucking lunch again. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, it's like my favorite thing ever. Oh, Love, Holden. Um, all right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Right, thanks.